Okay. All right. Well, thanks everybody um, for joining us. This is Plant-Based Farm. And today, um, I'm Nicole. I'm a pharmacist. Um, and today I'm going to do a review of mosquito repellents. Because um, tis the season, mosquitoes are out. Um, they drive me absolutely nuts. Um, and so every spring, I feel like I go through this process of, all right, how do I, like, what am I supposed to use? What works? What doesn't? And, you know, thinking of things from like a toxins perspective, too. Um, so I, you'd think it would be easy because there are so many, so many options, but at the same time, it's like, we want to find the best one. So I'll just kind of walk you through what I found out when I was researching this a little bit. Um, so first of all, I found that um, between three and 19% um, of the chemical that you actually put on your skin is absorbed into your body when it comes to mosquito repellent. So we kind of want to weigh the risks versus benefits of things and decide what is the best option. Um, a lot of the stuff I'm going to talk about today is guidance from the CDC, which is the center you guys probably know <laughs> based on all the COVID stuff going on, but the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. And then also information from the EPA, which is the Environmental Protection Agency. And they do a lot of work, um, you know, making sure that things are healthy or safe for humans, but also for the environment. Um, so the CDC lists certain active ingredients that um, are approved for use for as mosquito repellents. So DEET is probably the one that we're most familiar with. Um, so DEET, the next one is picaridin. Um, the third is oil of lemon eucalyptus. Maybe you've seen that around. There, another um, thing that's similar to that is called PMD. Um, and that is a synthetic version um, of the oil of lemon eucalyptus. The fourth option is a like a chemical name called IR3535. And then the fifth option is 2-undecanone. So probably less familiar with those. And then the EPA, they also list a couple other um, ingredients that are approved, which are catnip oil and oil of citronella. And you've probably seen citronella in a lot of stuff. Um, there is a really nice um, website or page um, within the Environmental Protective Agency that allows you to choose basically like, do you want mosquito repellent or tick repellent or both? And which um, ingredient do you want? And then it will give you approved products um, based on brand and stuff. So, um, oh, and another option in there, I believe, is like, how long do you want it to last? Like, I want 12 hour coverage or whatever. So, that's a really nice resource. I will, if I remember, I will link to that um, so you guys can check that out. So, let's cover just a few kind of highlights on this. Um, We'll start with DEET. I think that um, it's get, getting the stigma around DEET a little bit that it's unsafe um, or dangerous, but I think people don't really know why. <laughs> um, so number one, DEET is absorbed pretty easily um, through your skin and it, goes, it can get into your brain that way. And so one of the most common 
um, discussions surrounding DEET is the possibility for it to cause neurotoxicity. Um, I did read that they did a study in rats to um, investigate that further, and they said that it did not produce signs of neurotoxicity, but it did induce significant neurobehavioral deficits and neuronal degeneration in in the brain. And I realize that's pretty like sciencey, but they did find that it affected something. So, um, uh, and then there are there are a few cases in the medical literature um, involving human neurotoxicity, seizures, and death. Um, but when I was digging into this, it was unclear to me like how relevant is that information. Um, so like, you know, one of the cases, for example, was a three and a half year old girl who um, passed away, but her exposure was, it was 15% DEET, but what happened is they, I'm assuming her parents, um, sprayed it on her um, before bedtime, but also like on her whole body, also her pajamas and her sheets for like two weeks. So, you know, that's not the kind of exposure we're really talking about. We're just talking about on occasion when you go outside and you need some um, some protection. So again, it, it's not quite clear to me if it's really that big of a deal um, on a short term um, on, you know, occasionally. Uh, so a couple other guidances for you on DEET is um, it's, it's not recommended for anyone under age, uh, the age of two months, but um, that's, you know, you're not usually using it for that age. Um, and then the American Academy of Pediatrics, they recommend that children don't use concentrations higher than 30% for DEET. So keep that in mind if you're using it for your kids. Um, the Canadian government has some stricter guidelines on that um, based on age. So um, if you're if you need help finding that, I can get that for you too. Um, if you're just if you're interested in seeing what they recommend, um, there are a lot a variety of strengths of DEET available out there. I even found one that's ninety eight point one one percent. So I definitely think it's important to pay attention to how much DEET is in your product. I really don't see why anyone would need 98% um, unless you were in like a severely infested area. And in that case, I would probably just recommend like some mosquito netting too. Um, it is important to follow the directions on the spray too. You, I don't think any of them recommend, I think all of them recommend only having it on exposed skin and not like covering up with clothing over the top. So you just want it on the exposed skin. Um, something I, I just realized now that I kind of wanted to cover at the beginning is like with the risk versus benefit, I, I think mosquito repellents are, um, important because mosquitoes carry a lot of diseases and they can be very serious. So, you know, that's just, it's just one thing to think about. Um, the next one I want to touch base on is the Picaridin, um, and Picaridin is newer, so it doesn't have quite the long-term safety data that, that we have with DEET. Um, 
and this comes in concentrations of five, 10, well, five to 10% and up to 20%. Um, and it's recommended to use on anyone over one year or older. Um, the, the next one, the oil of lemon eucalyptus, um, just something to consider, oil of lemon eucalyptus and these approved mosquito repellents is not the same as a lemon eucalyptus essential oil. Um, so like the essential oils, they will say, you know, they haven't really been studied um, to the extent that the oil of lemon eucalyptus has been. Um, they are made a little bit different way. Um, but I know that's kind of confusing. Um, and oil of lemon eucalyptus is not recommended for um, kids under three years old due to like some allergy concerns. So that is something to keep in mind too. Um, the fourth one I mentioned was the IR3535. Apparently that's been available in Europe for quite some time. Um, and so, but it was not, kind of more recently approved here. I can't remember the year. Um, and this one, a 20% concentration provides eight hours of protection. Um, as a note on the IR3535, it was kind of difficult for me to find a, like EPA approved products that weren't mixed with sunscreen. And in general, I was finding that they don't really recommend like the mixture um, sunscreen plus mosquito repellent products because it's unclear um, like how they interact together, if that makes sense. Um, and then the last one on the CDC list was the 2-undecanone. Um, and that's a more natural compound that's found in a certain variety of wild tomato plants. So it is a little bit more of a natural type of product. Um, it seemed like a pretty decent option to me. I was kind of willing to explore it, but I found the, it more difficult to actually find product availability for that. Um, I only found one pro uh, EPA approved product, which is called Bite Blocker Bio-UD. Um, and I can certainly um, link, give you a link to that too, if you're interested in checking that out. But yeah, not a lot of availability to that one. Um, does any does anybody have any questions to this point? Other otherwise, I'm gonna jump into some of the more natural like oils and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so citronella, you guys may be familiar with. That's a really popular one. Sometimes it comes in like candles um, and that sort of thing. Um, so one thing I found when I was researching citronella is that in Canada, actually, and I believe in Europe, they, they pulled citronella um, at some points. Um, I want to say it was in, in Canada anyways, it was like the early 2000s, um, because apparently there's a minor component in citronella oil called methyl eugenol, which is has been identified as a, a carcinogen or possibly a carcinogen. Um, so, and I, I checked with somebody that I know who li who lives in Canada, actually a pharmacist, and she said they they pulled it, but then they ended up putting it back. So I think that the data really wasn't there that it 
um, posed any risk in this, this sort of form, like as our mosquito repellent, for example. Um, there, I did find a, a study that where they gave large, do large doses, um, they fed them to rodents five times a week for two years, and they didn't have any increased cancer rates there. So, um, but I thought that was kind of interesting, to be honest, it's not going to keep me from using it. I don't feel like the data really supports that um, at this point, but that's just my personal opinion. Um, so let's see. And then as a comparison, I just don't want to miss this part, but a comparison between like all of the things I've mentioned so far um, seems like they're all pretty effective and actually prevent uh, like fighting the mosquitoes. Um, but the citronella probably had less effectiveness than the others. Um, and as a side note, the picaridin um, offered better protection against ticks than the DEET did. So that's kind of a nice thing to know. And I definitely did not dig much into the tick um, to ticks during this. I just wanted to focus on mosquitoes um, for this. Um, so a lot of people use essential oils um, as insect repellent. Um, you know, if we look at like the EPA and the CDC, they're not really gonna say anything about this. They're not approved in that manner. Um, and we're not gonna find probably a whole lot of studies that um, give us good, solid, like scientific information about it. But in my personal opinion, I have used them as mosquito repellent in the past and it does work for me. Um, but I do have to apply it like very frequently. Um, so I don't know if you guys have had any good luck with that, but um, let's see what else. But you know, and another thing with oils is, you know, I always dilute them. I think you want to dilute them in a carrier oil. Um, also, some ca can cause sun sensitivity. So if you're putting it directly on your skin, you want to be careful if you have one that um, might make you burn more easily. Um, and then I'll just tell you some examples of oils that um, have been used for insect repellent. So if you um, have heard of some of these or have some of them, besides the citronella, there's lemon eucalyptus, um, lavender, thyme, tea tree, cedar, lemongrass, spearmint, clove, geranium, peppermint, and rosemary. Um, the one that I've used or that I have been using um, most recently is uh, by Young Living and it's their purification blend. Um, I don't remember all what's in it, but I think it's, it's quite a few things of what I just listed, um, but that's been working pretty well for me. Um, you guys probably already know some tips for, you know, preventing mosquito bites, like make sure you don't have standing water around your yard and things like that. Um, you know, wearing long sleeves and stuff helps as well. Um, you can also do treating clothes with permethrin and I didn't dig into this a whole lot and I've never actually done it before. I know you can buy clothes that are already, that are pre-treated or you can spray your own. Um, if you're gonna do that, 
I guess if I was going to do that, I would make sure that I would spray them outside and make sure not to breathe in the permethrin. And I would probably just keep those closed for outdoor use only. Um, would be, I think that's ideal. Um, so does anybody have any questions at this point? I know a few of you had joined a little bit later. Um, we talked about DEET a little bit at the beginning um, and some of the options that were like CDC and EPA approved. And you can always type in the chat feature too if you don't wanna speak. <laughs> Um, so then lastly, I'm just going to give you guys kind of my rundown for like what my plan is after going through all of this. And obviously you have to think about your situation too. Like, is it just for you? Are you thinking about you want to use the whole thing for your entire family or whatever? Um, you know, especially if you have young kids, we have those age restrictions. So that's definitely something you have to think about. Um, so my plan, like I definitely like to have a more natural approach um, to most things, especially because I realize how, how your skin can absorb um, a lot of things. But I also realize that there are a lot of diseases and how nasty mosquitoes are. It's not just about like having an itchy bump. Um, you know, it's the risk of being infected with disease. So my first course of action is wearing long clothes <laughs> and i realize that's probably like oh it's stupid but um long sleeves long pants like long socks whenever possible so and i realize sometimes that's not like fashionable or something you're like hanging out at your memorial day party um or whatever sometimes it's too warm but that's my first option if it's an option for me at the time, I will throw on like a light sweater or whatever. Um, my second option, just because it's been working for me again, is that purification blend of oils that I have. And I will just make that into a spray with witch hazel and a carrier oil um, and just spray that on or just like basically I've just used it like here before or whatever skin's exposed or even just like on top of my clothes like with my hand there um and that's worked really well for me but I have to apply it like literally every 30 to 60 minutes um but for me that's worth it and I kind of like the smell anyway my then my backup option for myself I think after weighing all these is the oil of lemon eucalyptus spray um, it seems to be kind of the most natural option available, and there's a lot of um, a lot of products out there. Um, however, you know, I have a kid under three, so that doesn't really work for my whole family. So I need more. I need more backup options. Um, my next choice. Uh, or not choice, but the next thing I'm going to do is with the permethrin spray, like we kind of talked about spraying it on your clothes and stuff. I've, uh, I've read some information about spraying it on your shoes and how that helps a lot with ticks too. And again, I didn't get into ticks much, but um, I'm thinking I'm just going to spray my shoes and that might help a little bit with the 
mosquitoes as well. And then I'm just gonna keep those shoes outdoors. Like I'm just gonna have a special pair that I use when I'm outside in the yard or whatever. Um, and then I think my backup option is gonna be the Picaridin. Um, since it is newer, I don't like that it doesn't have much like long-term data associated with it, but it does look like it's pretty effective against mosquitoes and ticks, um, but better for ticks than the DEET was. Um, so I'm kind of getting a two for one there. Um, let's see. And I believe that one was for ages one plus. Yeah, you have to be over one year old to use that one. Um, also, if you're looking at the Picaridin, I would go for a five to 10% concentration um, because that was good for five to 12 hours. The 20% will last all day, but I guess for me, I don't usually need you know, all day protection. It's just like for an evening or something like that. Um, and then lastly, I'm gonna kind of keep my eyes peeled for the IR3535 and if that becomes more widely available, I think I might choose that over the Picaridin at some point, um, but we'll see. Also, even with looking at the DEET stuff, I'm not terrified of DEET on a, you know, occasional basis so if I need something like if I forgot my spray or something and somebody has DEET I'm not gonna be like oh my gosh I can't use that I'd rather you know contract a disease so <laughs> um so that's kind of my summary I hope it wasn't like super like dull for most of you but um what questions do you have or um Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I will. I will post this. I'm, I'm working on a way that I can get more information to you in like a written form, so you can actually refer back to it. Um. So I will write that down. I'll also, again, if I remember, I'm gonna put a link to that EPA web website where you can choose what product you want and um, find the brands that are available. Um. Anything else? What about, Nicole, what about that thermocell? Is that that citronella? Is that what is primarily in that thermocell? I've heard a lot of good information about that, but I mean, to not apply it to your skin, but to have it, you know, kind of sitting out with a th like the thermocell in terms of camping. Have you read a lot about on that? Um, no, thermocell. What, what is thermocell? Oh, it's like a... It's like a mosquito repellent, like a... Um, thing that you sit out. Yeah, the thing that you sit out and it has filters. Uh, uh, I don't know, I'd have to look to see. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Um, I didn't look at that. I didn't really look at devices. I was really just looking at topical sprays when I did this. Um, so... I'm not sure on that. I did read about the the bracelets um, that some people use, and it seemed that the they were saying that wasn't very effective because it really needs to be like on the skin for it to work. So I'm kind of wondering if this might be 
similar, but at the same time, like my opinion is kind of like whatever works for you works for you. I mean, the main goal is to keep the mosquitoes from biting you. So if, you know, if that does it great, you know, I think like even with the essential oils, it's like, yeah, it worked for me. But like, if I put it on like my sister, she still gets bit, you know, I don't know. Do you think the essential oils would work like as a diffuser or or they have to be applied to your skin? Like, I wonder if it would work out in the patio if you mm-hmm. diffuse it. That's a good question. I don't think you're going to get as good res- as, as good of results just because I think that it's going to diffuse too quickly or too broadly for it to really do a whole lot. Um, but again, I, you, maybe you try it and it works great. That would be awesome. <laughs> Um, but it, it does sound like it needs to be topical for it to really, for you to really get the best benefit from what I read. But yeah, I didn't look in the thermosel a whole lot. Um, I thought I saw somebody else had a question, but I'm, hold on a second. Where is it? Um, Kathy sent me a question, but I'm not sure what new stuff you're referring to. So I'll probably have to talk to you about that one later because I haven't actually looked at what's out yet. So um, I will, Kathy, you you and I can talk about that one later. (laughs) You'll have to remind me. Anything else? Okay. Well, thanks for joining me guys. Again, I hope that was somewhat helpful. Um, I will um, just write down quick what the options are. And if you want like a specific recommendation, um, I can try to help you too. If you just send me like what exactly you're looking for um, age wise and uh, that sort of thing. So, okay. Great. Well, thanks so much, everyone. Appreciate your time. Yeah. Yeah.